Welcome to the PCA Alumni Life Talk podcast, where we talk about life while encouraging and equipping you to live out the truth of God's Word. My name is Megan Rogers, and I'm the Director of Alumni Relations at Prestonwood Christian Academy. I'm hosting Life Talk with my friend and colleague at PCA, Dan Panetti. All right, welcome back to another PCA Alumni Life Talk podcast. I'm Megan Rogers, and I'm here with my co-host, Dan Panetti. Dan, I know they say our names already. They are. They say already say our names in the intro. And it's a really, really good intro. I just want it's to like, make sure everybody knows that Dan is here. I'm here. And I'm, I'm here. here. Yes, and you're here. But it's not about us. It's about our guests. It's about our guests. And we have a very special guest. And I do have to say that this guest today is... One of the oldest? Oh, oh, oh maybe. Oh. <laughs> oh, what were you going to say? I was about to say, to say? that she is a dear best friend of mine. Oh, oh my, my, my bad. I totally did not pick up yeah, on that. I'm so sorry. we're yeah. going with the suite yeah. here. So uh, if you heard that, it's because Megan didn't delete what I said. That's right. Okay. I so, didn't. Anyway. Yeah. I didn't. Um, no, Micah Buster-Reese is here with us today. Um, graduation of 2003. Which and is the second graduating class, which is, I said, why it's one of the oldest. It is. Uh, not the that she's second, old. I am so old. Not that she's old. She was no. very young when she graduated. Yeah, the class of 2002 <laughs> was like eight child. people. Yes. And 2003 was... 25 of us. 25. Yes. Could you imagine 25? I mean, now, like, we have graduation classes of 135, 140. Mm -hmm. And then we also have PCA Plus, or hybrid. I mean, we have so many different... And so, you know... Not sure what rabbit trail she's on. We're going to get back to Micah. We are. All right. Um, so this is a really special podcast because, um, Micah, I want you to talk a little bit about, you know, your family, um, your girls, and just kind of bring us up to speed of what you're doing today. Okay. Well, I am married to Nick. We've been married, uh, 12 years this month. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. What, after graduation, where'd you go? I went to Baylor. Okay. With uh, over half of my class. Really? The whole graduating class, most of us went to Baylor, yes. Yeah, 13 of you? <laughs> <laughs> it was. Um, oh, and then um, graduated, dabbled in some things here and there, worked at the church, worked at the school, mm -hmm. um, loved working here. And then when we adopted our first daughter, um, I, I found a, I worked for the biscuit bar um, where I got to be some flexible mm -hmm. and work for, for home oh, and eat some biscuits. Awesome. Awesome. Delicious. Oh. And they're actually owned by a, a PCA, their parents, PCA parents. That's right. And It's um, so good. So let's just, now I'm getting my real estate license and no way. Um, life is, life is fun and That's very busy. Awesome. Where'd you, you and Nick meet? We met at Prestwood in the Young Singles Ministry. Okay. You did. Right at, after I graduated, met him and the rest is history. Wow. Well, okay. So tell us about your, your kiddos. Yeah. Tell us about your two girls. Start with Zoe and then we'll yeah. go from there. So we, um, we had been married about nine years and still hadn't gotten pregnant yet. Um, and you know, looked into the fertility stuff. Mm -hmm. But, um, when we were dating, Nick and I went to an adoption conference. So adoption's always been something on our heart that we felt called to, you know, thought we'd have some biological children first. Um, when we couldn't, it wasn't something I grieved. A lot of women do grieve that. Um, but I just, it didn't matter if I carried a child in my womb or another woman did. Whatever child God wanted to give us, I was ready to mother. I was so ready to mother mm. um, and to raise a child that loved the Lord. And so um, we started the adoption process. It was very overwhelming. I never knew anyone who adopted from the same agency. There's so many options, domestic, international. Mm -hmm. So we called Leanne Jamison, who directs our Preston One Pregnancy Center, and just asked for some guidance. And she said... Um, she personally vetted several agencies that work with the Preston Wood Pregnancy Center, and she said if it was me, I would use Lifeline. So we've got, we got to know Lifeline. They are so 
gospel-minded. Mm-hmm. Their first priority is sharing the gospel with these women. They are not twisting arms to encourage them to place for adoption. If anything, they're encouraging them to parent. They're trying to help them find resources and figure out what are their stumbling blocks to parenting. And so that's their first goal. And then if the, the birth mom still decides that's not what's best for them, um, then they help them find a Christian couple um, mm-hmm. in their third trimester. So um, we love that approach. Um, it's really important to Lifeline that they have open adoptions. If, if the birth mom wants to have a relationship, that the Christian couple is willing to do that. And so um, we, we liked that approach. And so we um, applied with them in May. And then the following year in April, we brought Zoe home. So our process really was right at a year. They tell you to be prepared for one to two years. Mm-hmm. And that year I I've, was very frustrating, lots of ups and downs. But at the end of the day, God knew exactly what child was coming home Absolutely. to us. And it was worth the wait. I would wait another 10, 15, 20 lifetime years if I got Zoe Reese again. So it was. And she is the most beautiful little girl. She's so and beautiful. she is so fun. Um, how old is she? She's two and a half now and she's pretty sassy. She is. Very she is. strong-willed. Very. Um, but she's wonderful. That's yeah. awesome. And we're excited because she potentially will be here at PCA yes. in the fall. Hoping to be pre-K three years next and year at the North Campus. <laughs> as I always say on all of our podcasts, um, our PCA alumni do get a discount for coming to PCA. Very so excited to see that. send your children awesome. here and we'll give you a discount. Um, that's incredible. So tell us then about um, Jordan. And then Jordan. So we, we figured we would adopt again, but you know, wait, would wait to start the process until mm-hmm. Joey was probably two. But got a Facebook message from a friend of mine um, who said, hey, I know of a girl who goes to a local high school. She's pregnant. Um, they're thinking about adoption. Would you talk to them? And so um, at first we thought that we just wanted to share our story. So we kind of walked through the process, what it looked like with Zoe. She was just finishing her first trimester. So she was pretty... Um, not too far along, um, sat with her, her parents, and her boyfriend, the mm-hmm. biological father, for two hours. And um, that afternoon, she called and said, okay, we talked, would you adopt our baby? Oh, wow. So it, it kind of, you know, for years I prayed God would just drop a baby in my lap because he could do that, right? Mm-hmm. But then I felt, you know, God's like, no, I need to take action and yeah. go through an agency. This one, he, he I really oh, felt wow. like he dropped right. a baby in yeah. our lap. Yes. So they're 21 months apart. It's a little close, but we've had a lot of fun. I know people do it much closer than that, but it's been... Um, wonderful, and, and we have a great relationship with her birth mom. Um, was texting her today. She's a senior, and um, we'll be graduating in May. And um, that's she, awesome. Yeah. Jordan is a spitting image of her birth mom. Wow. It's, it's, so um, some people might not understand what an open adoption is. Can you explain a little bit what that is? Right. So it kind of looks different for every birth mom. But what we agreed to both of them is that we would see them twice a year, so typically on their birthday, and then about six months later. Um, and we just meet with Zoe's birth mom. We meet halfway. She's in the Fort Worth area, so we kind of meet in Arlington at a go to a park or go to a restaurant. Um, her grandmother always comes, which is Zoe's biological great grandmother, mm. and Zoe has a half sister that comes, a biological half sister. So oh, we wow. get to meet them, and I hope that they have a sweet, close relationship one day. And then we send pictures, um, milestone updates, um, and, and it looks it looks different. We, I kind of kind of take their lead. I, I offer. When, when we can see them, and, mm-hmm. and if, if they want to, they can. That's they can awesome. Us. I love that, Micah. I love that you're so into you. I know you are so intentional with these birth moms, and you care so deeply mm-hmm. for them through the conversations we've had. Um, I want to ask you um, for you know the mom who the mom. Let's say the couple who's out there, the alum who's sitting there, or whomever, and they either can't get pregnant or they don't have any children, but they're thinking of this. What would be some advice that you would give them? I would say there's just such a need. James want, in James it says pure religion is to care for the widows and the orphans. And um, the orphans, also if we're pro-life, then we have to be pro, yes we're pro-birth, but we also have to be 
you know, pro-life of that child. And so with the Texas Heartbeat Bill, you were going to see more and more women having children that aren't in situations where they can. So maybe their child will un sadly go into the foster system or um, they, they may decide to place in a private adoption. But the need is so great. And so whether you have biological children now and you want more or you don't, if you can support someone who is mm. or support a, a foster family in your church by just taking them dinner or offering to babysit, there's ways to support that. But we are called to do more, and, and I, I can see the church stepping up to that. Um, and really, I think most people just aren't aware of this great need, but there's such a need um, in, in our own backyard. Yeah. Of, of so really our, our church has really highlighted the ministry chosen um, that they're a part of, right, to help with um, bringing awareness to fostering and uh, adoption. So do you know about, right, the, just that, yep. all that aspect? I mean, what can I, you tell? I'm on the leadership team. I love it. Right? <laughs> so, 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 I mean, may, maybe somebody's at a church that doesn't have that, and they need to start that. Yeah. I think, as, as you said, one, Scripture tells you clearly, right, that you need to be helping those, right, who are in situations, right, where they need help, they need assistance, right, and that's a, that's a great call for us. But the other part of that, and, you know, we just heard, that, you know, one of the pro-life bills in the Supreme Court the other day, Right. If we're going to be pro-life, that doesn't mean that we're just supporting right, a child being born, but we're supporting a child all the way through as they grow up. And so as Christians, right, maybe you're not looking to bring a child into your home, but maybe you're looking to support somebody who can. There's a, all the different ways to get involved. So right. I love that there's a ministry out there that helps with Absolutely. that process. And I will say our Preston Pregnancy Center, are, are they're building a resource center right now so that women, once they do have that child, they can t continue to go there for resources and needs. And it's not just making sure they birth that child. Right. That's not their goal. Their goal is to make sure that woman and family are set up to, to raise that child. That's incredible. So, good. so what are some of the things that um, the church is doing now? Um, being on the leadership team of this, what are some of the visions and things that you guys are wanting to see? Yeah, so Chosen Ministry, our leadership team has someone who's in every, who's fostered, who's adopted internationally, um, adopted special needs, um, adopted privately like we have and so if anyone has questions there's someone on our team who can can talk through that we, we have a lot of resources to point to we have you know webinars and training get in contact with those people uh press1.org slash chosen okay. is, is our website mm -hmm. um and what was your next question so um what is the church doing like what are y'all okay, doing so so we we have if you like say if you didn't we weren't ready to foster you could become a foster support family mm -hmm. and we would help match you with someone in our church who is currently fostering um so you could be that person that took them meals every mm -hmm. so often or checked in on them and so our goal is that every foster family has three people in their church that are texting them calling them praying for them and just being intentional because um, oftentimes we, we have planned to be intentional, but without that accountability, yeah. it's hard to be intentional. Mm. So that's, we're, awesome. that's what we're currently trying to do and then um, have some more training and, and um, licensing opportunities for people who do want to foster as well. That's incredible. I love that. Um, so I want to kind of go back to um, back when you guys were starting the adoption process. Um, what were some of the things that you really struggled with and then what were some of the things that really came to light? One of my favorite things is when, when we posted on social media that we were adopting mm -hmm. the outpouring of love and support we got i even tear up i'm not a crier but i'm gonna tear up just thinking about it i remember sitting in my car just being overwhelmed by how much people love us and people ask us all the time does your family love your children as if they're biological or do your friends i'm like no one knows any different like mm -hmm. i got a baby shower where people outpoured love on us people gave to our adoption fund which adoption domestically is 30 to 40 to fifty thousand dollars it's more when you do internationally and so most people don't have that sitting in their bank account. They have to go liquidate things or Absolutely. get a second mortgage or whatever. And so just 
the $25, $50 gifts. My ninth grade volleyball, or my 10th grade volleyball coach, Coach Cap, who at PCA, oh. she gave twice to our adoption fund. Oh. Like, it's, you know, it's just so sweet to see people that you've kind of lost contact with that you just see on social media, but it blessed us immensely. Yes. So those are just some of the highs. Um, the lows, you know, the process of being matched with a birth mom, you, you make a picture book and um, we printed seven of our like picture book that kind of showed how we met, pictures of our house and our dogs and all that thing. And um, when a birth mom is, is ready to, to be matched, she gets to look at all these books. And um, but, but we're first in a profile. So we were sent a profile of Zoe's birth mom that showed her age, her race, if she's been on prenatal vitamins, if she's, you know, any drug or alcohol abuse. You get to see all that. And then you can say, yes, show, her, show them our book or no, we're going to pass. And so you get to pray through that. Um, but every time that we weren't selected, we had to get a no. So mm. we got an email that said, I'm so sorry, but this person in this state has selected another family. Mm. And so that feels like rejection. Uh, but it just reminded me constantly just to go back to the sovereignty of God. Mm. That God had a plan for us, and that was not our child. That was someone else's child. And I could rejoice that another couple got matched. You know, that was hard. Um, and it's hard not to get excited with each potential opportunity. Um, but I was in my office just right down the, the way when I got that phone call. I think yes. everyone in the office knew yep. it was Valentine's morning it was. Um, that we got that phone call that we'd been selected. So I went and got a It's a Girl balloon and went to Nick's office and walked in with this balloon. And I was like, she chose us. That's um, an amazing so really, announcement. Cool. Yeah. I love that. Micah, you have the most beautiful family. And you are an incredible mom. Um, and I'm so grateful for you. <laughs> and Thank so, you. Um, to kind of wrap things up, um, you know, definitely what would be um, a takeaway? What is something that you, what is that one thing that you'd want to share with that listener who is just, you know, thinking about adoption? I know you've given a lot of things to talk about, but what would be that one, either a scripture or a book or um, resource that they could go to? I don't necessarily know of, of, of I mean, I know of resources, but just to challenge people that, you have room in your home. Your life is not too busy. Your life is not too chaotic. Um, there are children out there that are desperately longing for a family to love them. And there's some older kids right now. There are 9,000 children in the state of Texas who parents' rights have been severed that they are just waiting on a forever home. Oh, wow. Now, most of them are over the age of nine, or there's some sibling sets in there. And so the thought of that is overwhelming, but God's called us to it. So I would just challenge everyone listening um, to pray about it. Um, we have a guest bedroom in our house that no one sleeps in right now, and it, it kind of haunts me right now because I'm like, God, I feel like you've called us to have a child in that bedroom. Mm -hmm. And so we are starting the process to license, um, just send in our application. So um, just to, to challenge you, can, can you do more? Is God calling you to do more? And if he's not, then how can you serve and support those that are? I love it. Love it. Wow. Yeah. Micah, thank you so hey, now, much. Hey, we're not done with her yet. Oh, Keep on going. She, she walked the halls at PCA. Oh, I know, I and, know. Hey, and those halls okay. have changed a lot. Yeah. So different. Oh she has, goodness. but she's also worked here for several years. I know, but not everybody knows that. So tell, tell us um, memories about PCA back when you were walking the halls. Right. What do you, what do you think of when you kind of go back there in your mind? When I think I think of the third floor balcony that I overlooks the <laughs> and the main church. Yep. Oh no. Yep. Um, <laughs> and um, yeah. yeah. Steve have, Lee's class. I mean, I got to have Steve Lee three years. Um, and so I think he's a good portion of my So, okay, you walked the halls, but you also worked here. So what is something that when you started working here... Oh, be careful. That, that you, <laughs> no, no. No, no. That you didn't realize was such a need or something that was really oh, special here. Good way to ask it. <laughs> I will say the school looks so different than when we were here. Yeah. Um, it has the, the, the scholastic excellence... 
um, it's just a more established school. And mm-hmm. so I'm just always in awe of how far the school has come because mm-hmm. it just looks so different from when I was here. I was only here ninth through 12th grade or 10th mm-hmm. through 12th grade. And so um, I'm so excited to send my daughter to school, my daughters to school here because I've seen the character of the leadership, the, the intentionality of the teachers, that how curriculum is is so thoughtful. Mm-hmm. And, and um, so I'm, I'm excited because I've seen the backside. Now it's run by humans and and sinners as every school. Absolutely. So there's nothing perfect about PCA, but it is probably, it is one of the, the top schools and I can't wait for my girls to get to come here. All right. So one more thing or a couple more things. I don't know. To I mean, yeah. <laughs> um, we, we got her here. Let's ask her questions. What is one of your favorite memories of PCA? I loved my time with sports because our class was so small. Mm-hmm. If you had even an ounce of athleticism, you were expected you to play. play. Well, right. expected play, to play. And yes. Mike sport. is quite Everything. competitive. So. I, I love sports. <laughs> of course. Uh, but Coach Lichty, it just probably basketball seasons and mm. some fun stories there. Um, I truly loved all of Steve Lee's classes. Um, Which we have a podcast with Steve Lee. Oh. So those who, so good. who haven't Can't listened to, listen to it, to it. Yes. go back. And you, did, wait, so did you take him for apologetics? Mm-hmm. So you've done the focusing approach? I have. So you could write it now? I and, could not. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, said, <laughs> he said there's a seven-year, right? There's seven a seven-year gap, gap that, that, yeah, that he he'll do a refresh. Okay, good. I need it. I need it. That's great. We had, we had a good time with him on that. Yes. Yeah, so go back and listen to that. But... Um, no, no, we're looking forward to having you as a PCA parent, which is yeah. fantastic. Because being on the parenting side of having your kids here, you just see how much right that you're doing in the home is actually being reinforced in the school, right? And that church and the school and the home all working together is just a really neat opportunity. So I, I love can't it. wait. Um, and then you are part of the PCA North, uh, PCA North. You are part of the North Campus. Um, I know that's where you guys worship. Mm-hmm. Um, tell us a little bit about your life group. Oh, I love our life group. Oh, good. Good setup, Megan. Megan's in my life group. Oh, wow. <laughs> Pretty great. I didn't see that one coming. <laughs> um, just, I think really since having the girls, we really made life group an intentionality. Yeah. Before kids, you know, if we missed every other time, no one noticed us, it was not a big deal. But we, we really want to be intentional with our life group now. And I've just mm-hmm. seen it transform our hearts, our desire to be there. We feel missed. We feel we have FOMO if we're not there. You know, just the the, the life group. I, I wish that we had plugged in intentionally years ago and I'm, but I'm so glad for our group now and a lot of them were there's a lot of PCA alumni there is, in our group there, I was going to say there's a really? ton of PCA yeah, alumni Bethany, Tony and Allison Rash yep. Lee and and Abby Tracy Abby Tracy oh, but wow. I'll tell you the new people in our group I've loved getting to know them mm-hmm. and, and just you know broadening our, our friend base and a lot of them are in the neighborhood next door to us and so it's it's been really fun yeah so, so we awesome. meet at North Campus at 10 a.m. Right. Um, we are Shoreline, and it is a fun class. Yeah. So, so, if you, any alumni or anybody out there looking for a good Megan's place to a good salesperson. <laughs> just I am selling just, that life. You know, I want everybody to have a resource right. to go to. That's right. And who would want to come with Micah and I and well, our spouses? I, no, amen. Speaking, <laughs> speaking of resources, right, for our alumni, is there any podcast or book that you've recently kind of come across that you'd want to share with somebody? I love Lisa Clark and Chrissy Dunham's um, Raising Sinners podcast. Oh. It's all, all on parenting, and they have another wonder podcast that's more women-focused, but um, I love all of their podcasts. They've got some really good speakers. They're phenomenal. Cool. Another PC parent, alumni parents. So. There you go. All right. Well, Micah. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for being here. We love you, and we are so grateful for you. Um, we can't wait to see you soon. Thank you for joining us today on Life Talk where we talk about life while encouraging and equipping you to live out the truth of God's word. 
Until next time, let your life talk.